Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh! Wonderful shot by Lennox Lewis! A right hand by Holyfield. By Buster Douglas. Look at this! He's knocked by Tyson down for the first time in his career. But unfortunately, it'll never happen. Front! I have to say, there seems an element of genuine hate between these two, Ambrose. For sure. I don't hate the man. Just imagine if you bought a ticket. Stop it, Greg. You can stop it any time. Castillo's in trouble. Weak steps in, and the fight is over. Oh! Welcome back to the Legendary Nights After Show. I'm your host, Sean. Joined, as always, by my compatriot from the US of A. It's Luke. Luke, thank you, as always, for being a part of this season's After Show. It's been a pleasure having you on. We're nearly at the end now. We've got two more After Shows to do. And then that's us for this season. Gotta say, this is much more a pleasant experience than the 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 morbid ones we were doing last season. Um, so it's kind of nice. I'm enjoying this happy, this, these happy conversations. Yeah. These are a lot better, aren't they? In that regard, like we get to talk about legendary fighters in legendary rivalries and hence the name legendary nights podcast. You know, we, we love, we love telling these stories and uh, we love breaking them down on this show. Like this show is for people really, you just want to get, you know, I, I don't want to sort of go cliche on people, but this is like our sort of raw reaction on what we actually think about like the episode and the tales and the fighters and you know what they could have done what they couldn't have done and and this is why i've enjoyed doing it for this season because it's the first time we've done a legendary nights after show the first two seasons didn't have it but because of the dark side of boxing and the success of that after show and you guys listening and enjoying it that's why i decided to sort of put this in here and see what people's thoughts were and so far people you're enjoying it you're listening to it you're downloading it so thanks very much but let's go to the action at hand bobby chicon Raphael lamont luke 
I'm going to hand this over to you first and foremost because I've told the tale with Johnston. We've told the story. When you've listened to this, before going into it, did you have any idea who the fighters were, anything about the fighters' backgrounds, who they'd been in the ring with, uh, anything really that would have led you to go, actually, I can't wait to, to listen to this episode? Well, Bobby Chacon is kind of like a local legend where I'm from in a certain degree. And Jerry Hoffman, uh, who's no longer with us, who was a promoter and a media member, and he was actually a mentor when I was coming up in the business. Jerry always made time for me. And Jerry, I considered a very good friend. And I feel like when I'm bringing up Jerry, I feel almost like I'm channeling his spirit. Like I felt a vibe where Jerry's coming back. And I believe Jerry promoted some of Bobby Chacon's fights. So obviously not probably the big fights, but at some level he promoted some of the fights. And it's kind of, it brings me back to that friendship of someone when I was first getting in the business, but also it's like the stories of this is what a great fighter was. And that's my introduction to this was Bobby Chacon, what a great fighter was years before I was living. Do you know, like when we put this episode together, I really didn't have much of a clue about both of the fighters and I'm just being honest with people like I'm not going to sit here and say I know the records of Chacon and Limon inside out because I didn't I knew a little bit of information and this is what I thoroughly enjoy about doing the podcast and I think this is what I try to express to people is like a lot of the time there's a lot of instances where we do these episodes where I try not to go and start doing all this preliminary research as I like to call it because I want to be surprised i want to genuinely react to certain moments in the stories and the lives and everything that we we talk about on the episode and what we present to people so i genuinely didn't know much about both fighters going into this i just knew that they'd both shared the ring with alexis arguello and because we'd done a career profile on arguello and we'd done a legendary night arguello and prior so i had a little bit of knowledge from from them episodes about the two fighters in question in this episode but i didn't know a great deal about them so it was a it was a pleasant surprise for me as a boxing fan first and foremost to be able to learn more about both of these fighters lives and and how turbulent it were at certain points and how this rivalry actually started out from what was supposed to be a layup fight well, I think that was the most interesting thing. It, the modern equivalent, I always do modern equivalent, would be the would this be Abner Morris, Johnny Gonzalez, if uh if that fight kept going, like if we got a rematch and that was a good fight and it kept going. Like it just I guess this is I say this a lot, but this type of fight is why we tune into boxing for some of these matches we think are mismatches. Because every now and then we get a Cambosis Teofimo Lopez where it becomes the moment because the underdog overachieves. And I feel like this is one of these moments where it's like, okay, this is this is the origin of this great fight. It is. It's the origin of the great fight, but it leads into what ends up becoming a bit of a nasty rivalry towards the end. And when Bobby Chacon's wife commits suicide... And then Raphael Lamon makes the comments about his wife is in hell and she's burning in hell and then I'm going to send you there with her as well. I was like, genuinely, I didn't 
actually prepare for that moment and that was a sort of live reaction that I had at the time when I was recording the episode and I purposely do this because I don't like to yes obviously we prepare for the episodes as people know we put a lot of things together for the episodes but I genuinely try to not go it's like reading a book like you wouldn't read the best parts of the book first and then start reading the whole book through and this is what I do with the episode. I don't look at them points. I look at if there is anything in particular, you know, within the research that we put together that needs to be detailed in a better way or it needs to be presented in a better way. And that's how we, we do it. But I don't genuinely sort of take notice of a lot of the stories. I, I want to try and react to them live. So that was probably the most shocking moment of the whole tale for me was how hatred took over that rivalry so much so that Raphael Lamont went out of his way to you know, publicly insult Shikon and, and his dead wife. And I thought that was so sad that it had gotten to that point. And I don't remember, you know, even past that point and even during my sort of experience as a fan, I don't remember sort of that much hatred where someone would go as far as insulting someone that's no longer here. It's kind of like the opposite of what boxing is now where fighters are pulling out of fights for mental health reasons. This is like the exact opposite where it's like, I don't, I want you to have mental health issues and I'm going to further your mental health by just saying some mean and nasty stuff while you're grieving. But Shikhan actually goes on to fight when his wife commits suicide, he still goes and fights. And I found that quite amazing. And and I suppose it's each to their own as to how you interpret them actions that he took at the time. Was it the right thing for him to do? Well, obviously, he felt it was the right thing for him to do. And obviously, his wife's brother felt it was the right thing for him to do at the time. But I look back on it and I think, oh, my God, if this was my life and that was my wife and that had happened, there's no way. There's no way I'd be able to continue on at that moment. And that just goes to show, like where Bobby Chacon's head was in terms of his quest for glory. And he was that focused on trying to achieve greatness throughout his career that some of them moments he wasn't able to to live in, he wasn't able to grieve in at the time. And, and he just carries on. And I always look back on that now after recording the episode and, and looking at it and going, oh my God, how did he do this? It's like, how, how does somebody mentally do something like that? You know, boxing is the hardest sport in the world. You know, your wife's just died in tragic circumstances but yet you're going to go in the ring and get punched in the face fun fact i'm almost positive and you guys probably stated this and i forgot at least one of the fights happened in the memorial auditorium in sacramento california and i'm nearly positive someone who was like a mentor to me don chargin promoted this show wore a week and this was the fight of the year bout and don actually was the guy that when i first started covering boxing he was the mentor to Paco Presents Boxing, Paco Damien. Paco basically was a mentor to me on coming up and learning a lot of the ropes of the business. So it kind of like when looking back at this fight, I feel deeply connected to it because this is one of the biggest moments for someone that's connected to my life kind of in the boxing industry. And it's great that it has that effect on on you, Lukey, and it's nice that it brings back memories in a certain way because obviously these a lot of these fights were well these fights were before my time and I'm certainly sure they were before yours as well and we didn't really get to see the best of these until later on down the line the the benefit of hindsight the benefit of 
the older people, the older generation being able to tell their stories about this rivalry and obviously the, the limited footage that's available. I know that first fight, there's absolutely nothing there. There's nothing out there. Like we, we scoured and scoured and scoured the internet. I couldn't find nothing on that very first fight, that layup fight. So we really could only go off the descriptions of people that were there. So it, it does entail a lot of pulling of articles from various American newspapers to be able to actually source a lot of that information, which, as you can imagine, is a very tedious job to do. But this is why we get all these fantastic quotes and these great descriptions of how fights went down that not necessarily are available to see on the internet. But, you know, going back to, to do the story itself and uh, how the rivalry escalated. We've talked about the tragedies. We talked about, you know, the one of the fights. I think it was the last fight, and I'm, I could be completely wrong. I'm just going off memory. I think it was the last fight that was for the world title. Yeah, that was the one I think I was referencing. That was like the world title, and it was the kind of fight of the year type bout, and it was just a crazy, bar, like a barn burner. And I almost want to say, uh, no, I'm positive it was a 15 round fight as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It is. See, you know, this is this is the part of the rivalry that I think I enjoyed the most was the whole lead up to it. I mean, Johnston really revels over these fights. He says it in the episode. You know, he's quite vocal about how much of a you know a great series of fights this is. This particular episode was actually his his inspiration. He, you know, Johnston wanted this episode in this series because of how good of a rivalry he believed this was and then putting the research and chronological order together of it all and you get this great story and if I think the biggest thing for me with this is it's a forgotten rivalry. Chacon and Limon is a forgotten rivalry and it's sad that absolute amazing rivalries like this much like Floyd Patterson Ingemar Johansson when we were talking about that not long ago you know these rivalries just get completely overshadowed or forgotten about over the course of time and it's why we like doing the series it's like why we like doing these types of episodes and Chacon Limon four fights it certainly is another great rivalry in boxing that I think needs to be re-looked at and and again we talk about documentaries we were saying this the other week about how a big production company should come along and and put like a big production together on on rivalries like this because i think it would make for an amazing fully fledged documentary two thoughts both had really awesome nicknames the schoolboy and bazooka like pretty awesome like fighter names and my another equivalent of this series is like in WWF, there was a rivalry between the Ultimate Warrior and Papa Shango when I was a kid. And it's like a legendary rivalry, but I feel like it meant nothing to anyone who was an adult. But as a child, it meant so much to me. And I feel like this is like the ultimate you had to be there for that moment for to understand just how awesome this was. We can understand it in hindsight and look back on it. But I think that living through this was probably pretty darn special. And that's why I brought up the Ultimate Warrior versus Papa Songo, because if we go back and look, it's not that awesome anymore. But as a kid, it really tapped into like something where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so scared. I suppose that's how you interpret it, isn't it? Like you've interpreted that particular rivalry in WWF as a kid. And at the time, it was the best thing you'd seen. 
And then looking back on it now and you think, oh, well, this is not as good as what I once thought it was. And I don't get that with boxing. I feel like it's a bit of a reverse situation with boxing because you get these rivalries like Chicon and Limon. And as I said earlier, I didn't know a great deal about the rivalry and about the two individuals involved in it. And to be able to then go back as an adult, you know, under full comprehension, to be able to look at it and interpret it in the way... I think it should be interpreted in, which is it was an amazing rivalry, is is fantastic. And I, and I love this part of, of putting episodes together like this because, you know, we, we look at the modern era and we have a lot of negative things to say about the, the modern era, about how boxing needs to change A, B, C, D, E and F, the full alphabet. It needs to change a lot of things in the sport. And I know that's been like that for a very long time, but we don't get to appreciate the history of it sometimes until you really go into the depths of it and you really research the stories and put them together and then you realise how much rivalries like this meant to people and I'm just going full circle and coming back to the point you was making about how it was something that you had to have been there for it, you had to have lived through it to be able to truly experience it and you always get them cliche questions on social media from many boxing outlets, you know, know, they're they're sort of stereotypical questions, which fight would you have loved to have been ringside for if you could go inside a DeLorean and go back and look at some of the greatest fights of all time, which one would you want to go ringside for? And it's fights like this that just get forgotten about, especially that four fight, the title fight. It's that particular fight which I think needs to be ranked up there as one of them greatest fights. It's never going to be in a top 10 for me, but it certainly hits a top 20, top 30 as, as one of the greatest fights of all time. And I hope that by us putting this episode together, it, it's made people go back and look at it. It's like when, when we do this after show, Obviously, you listen to the episode first before you come on the after show, and then we have a conversation about it like we're doing. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And then it prompts you to do a similar thing where it's like, oh, I haven't seen these fights in a long time. Or, oh, I haven't seen this fight at all. And then you go back and look at it. You listen to the story and you think it has that, has that effect. And that's kind of the effect that 
as a fan, I want other fans to experience. I also think it's just unique that like a draw is thrown in the mix of this because in like a lot of these like really good trilogies that we see, um, there's so many friggin' awesome, like the draw is the slept on thing of a good trilogy, right? Wilder Fury, a draw in the middle, you know, just it, it adds some more tension because, you know, both guys feel like they won the fight and it just adds that heightened dynamic of I don't know. And then I want to say when you were researching it, just hearing about Chacon living this lavish life, but feeling the need to be defined by another title. It's just an interesting story from a character perspective as well as in ring. It is. And that's what I, I, I love about it. And that's why like when people, you guys listening to it, and I'm directly speaking to our audience, like when you guys listening to it, like we get feedback from people or say, oh, it's a great episode or it's, I never knew this or I never knew that. And, and that's exactly the effect that we want because uh, like I've always maintained, I'm not no boxing expert. Yes, uh, maybe I'm an amateur historian, so to speak. I have a few podcasts. I'm a boxing fan, first and foremost. I, that's all it comes down to is being a, a diehard boxing fan, loves the sport, loves the history of it. And when you get stories like this, that I feel are just not spoken about the way they should be spoken about. I feel like I'm compelled to want to put episodes together the way we do this and to be able to present people a picture, you know, a picture of of, of these two characters, these two individuals, these two different lives and paths that they've been on and how it leads to that collision course. And I know that people do give us feedback and it's fantastic that they do. But I know there's a lot of people out there that, that listen to it and, and, and go away and then they look at the fights and, you know, Johnston always says with rivalries like this, you know, one night you should just go back and look at all the fights like back to back and then look at the story of it all. And then it all kind of really fits nicely into the whole narrative of what we've tried to explain to people. So I'm glad that it does get perceived that way by yourself, Luca, and also a lot of the other people that do do listen to us as well. We really appreciate you know, you're actually giving us that feedback and, and you understanding sort of what we're trying to achieve here. Is there anything in particular from this rivalry then that, I know you've mentioned a few things, but is there anything else in particular that stands out to you learning from what we've put together? For me, the, the big thing about this is Bazooka wins the first fight and then it, he gets the intentional headbutt that leads to the technical draw. And you know how that just, that's going to cultivate such like anger and the systems against him. And it's like, that's the perfect setting for these people who are just so dramatically different, like you said. So I think it's like what makes it such a good rivalry is the way it's set up is like perfect for animosity. Underdog wins, then underdog feels wronged by a fight being called basically a draw, no contest. And then the the house fighter comes back and wins. And that sets the stage for kind of the all-time great fight, which is the fourth fight. One of the supporting cast in this particular story is Alexis Arguello. He fights them both at different points of the career. And I remember doing the career profile on Alexis. It was it was quite a long time ago. It was very early on. It was sort of while we was in the development stages of how we do our podcast. Now we were starting to really 
go to town on the research and starting to really put things together in a very structured way. So it was a, a little bit earlier on and the quality wasn't as good. The audio or quality wasn't as good from Johnson's side at that point. And I remember doing the episode and some of the stories that surrounded it. And I remember these two names, Chacon and Limon, coming up in that episode. And, you know, even at the time I thought, that's, that's something I've got to stick a pin in and come back to at some point. And sort of 18 months, two years after the fact we did Arguello, we do this story and I forgot how much Arguello really featured in both of their careers because of how formidable of an opponent he was. And I think he is probably the best placed person within this story to be able to give a true reflection of both fighters because he fought on both. He fought on both. And he beat them both. And he was one of the best fighters of all time. So if anybody's well-placed to speak about how tough and durable these fighters were and how deceptive Limon's record was, I think Alexis Arguello puts it the nail on the head when he talks about the pair of them. But doesn't that kind of like suitably fit what we'd want Hall of Fame fighters to be? So here are two great fighters... And then there's Alexis Arguello who beats both of them. But then when they fight each other, their common denominator is that they got to the Hall of Fame fighter. We fought Arguello. And I feel like that's a common theme we run into is like Floyd Patterson or Sonny Liston. They, they're they just as much remembered for like the fights they were in as the contemporary that they struggled with or the legend they ran into. And it's kind of interesting to see how kind of there's certain fighters that leave such a footprint in the sport of boxing that um, they can't be ignored. And it's like Alexis Arguello, as you said, he's the elephant in the room. You can't tell this story without bringing up the fact that he was someone who fought both these guys. What I'm interested in finding out is really a, a finalized summary from you about what your overall perception was on hearing the story of Chacon versus Lamont and the tale, the tales, the fights, uh, the, the obviously the the stories, the tragedies, everything that surrounded this whole tale. At the end of it all, how did it make you feel? How did you feel as just a listener, a big boxing fan like you are? How did it make you feel going off the back of listening to that episode and then? having them thought-provoking moments that may makes you look back on things like that? Well, for me, it, this was a deeply personal story because, as I said, Jerry Hoffman had been involved with um, Bobby Chacon and Don Chargin. Don wore a weak Chargin, who basically gave me my start in the business along with Paco Damien. So for me, this will always be a twofold story. It's an interesting study of how you can never take any opponent lightly because this seemingly fight that was supposed to be meaningless turned out to be probably Chacon's greatest rival of his career, which basically tells you any opponent at any time could be your arch rival. It also showed me just how nasty things can get and how mean people can be um, based on the words said. But it also explained to me that I'm in a good path in boxing because these are my ancestors in my origin of boxing. Don Chargin, Jerry Hoffman, Paco Damien. They were involved in some capacity with these fights, you know, and and a certain degree, there's a level of pride when looking back at this story because this is the people that came before me in my area. area. These are the people that put on this fight and it mattered to the world. It didn't just matter to my area. It made it to the UK. It made it to other regions and that's a pretty cool thing to think about that people that not just shared a ring with me or a room with me 
people that helped me in this industry to understand what I know, they were able to put on events like this that impacted so many people. And I'm very glad to hear that that is your big takeaway from it all. And I didn't realize how personal this story was to you and how it affected you in in that way because of, of the relationships that you had coming up in the media side of boxing and all that you do now so it's nice to to hear that it does bring back memories or it does it's you're able to affiliate this episode with certain moments within your life which are related to these two individuals that got in the ring and had a fantastic rivalry and it's really great to to hear that and i hope that anybody out there that listens and you know you're listening from america you're listening from certain parts of america where you can recollect this particular fight series do let us know like if it does bring back any particular memories because as i've said earlier and i know you've said the same we didn't get to live through this time so we didn't really get to experience it firsthand we're like third-hand information gatherers you know looking at the hindsight aspects of it looking at the, the the text of people that were there at the time and obviously you had more of a benefit than I did having met people and been around people that had been involved with certain fighters that are involved in this story so it's it's nice that it's it's come across that way to you finally for me I just found a rivalry that I never really knew about and that's the greatest takeaway for me is like knowing the names of certain fighters in the sport is one thing knowing that they were world champions is another thing but being able to understand and appreciate their their stories their livelihoods their backgrounds how it affected their lives going forward in the aftermath is something that I genuinely genuinely appreciate as a boxing fan because it makes me feel a little warm inside it makes me feel like you know, boxing wasn't always the way it is. Boxing actually was looked at in a different light, in different eras, and people look at this sport in different times. And, you know, it just goes to show you how much people love this sport. No matter what tribulations come out of it, people love this sport, and they love it because of moments like that. Well, I also think, like, just to piggyback on that, boxing is a reflection of the world so like right now it's like we're in this big power struggle i'm i'm stronger than you because i have more followers i have more money i have more this everything's power 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 everything's equated to power maybe it was less so or more so like that but in the 70s it also felt like television's rather new we're trying to get this product out to the fans let's put on the best fights and the fighters seemed excited to just be on television and it seemed like it was a different era. And it seems like it's interesting how every form of art, but boxing in particular, it really it reflects the eras that are going on around it. It's not very much oblivious to the eras. So like an example might be like the NFL at times can be rather oblivious to what's going on outside of it because they station you. Even football, uh, soccer, football, very oblivious at times because you go to a stadium and it's like, there's elements that age, but it takes a while to age. And I feel like boxing is one of these sports where it, it very much lives in the era. 
Yeah, I think that's why they have the certain names in it for the era, like the the golden era of of heavyweights. Or you get the eighties, the Fab Four, the Four Kings, whatever you you know. There's always a a certain name that's been labelled for these particular eras, and and like it's like now you look at we call it the the modern era. That's just kind of what it's been labelled as. And another ten years time, it'll be nicknamed a, a completely different era. And then when we remember it, we'll remember it fondly and we'll also remember the negative aspects of it as well because we're so picky like me and you are so picky like at the negative side of the sport and it's because we're so passionate about the sport that we love so much is, is which is why we are the way we are but I love this sport I love these tales I love the history of it and I'm glad that I get to share it in this legendary nights after show with you and all the listeners and we get to sort of look at a lot of nostalgic moments and you know share our own thoughts feelings and opinions on it so i hope that everybody listening's enjoyed it of course if we've been rambling on too much then obviously just let us know let us know we love a bit of rambling but if it's too much just let us know but if you've enjoyed it please do let us know on social at legend night pod on Twitter or the BTR Boxing Podcast Facebook page, YouTube channel, Instagram. You can find us anywhere across social media. And it's been a pleasure having you on. As always, Lukey, thank you so much for coming on the show. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please, again, as always, make sure you've subscribed on all the channels and make sure you share the episode across social media. And we'll be back next week with another after show for the next tale in this Legendary Night series. Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.